WWE SmackDown's coming to the shot tomorrow night. Go to Ticketmaster.com for tickets. It's the show before the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Let's talk to Drew McIntyre. Drew, what's up? Hey, Drew, good morning. Good morning, Les. How are you getting on? Thanks for having me on. We're getting on well. You're not going to drop a claymore on me, are you? No, it's too early. I got to warm up for like 35 minutes at least before I throw any claymores around. But if I was <laughs> in the area, I've got my, my sword with me beside me right now, Angela. I've also got a giant shillelagh. If you see Seamus on TV, carries around that little shillelagh. It's about one foot long. Mine's about six foot long. Everyone knows who's got a bigger stick than Seamus, but that's another story. Yeah. Times. Hey, so when you go to an airport, or do they, do you take your sword and do you put it like in the... Uh, in the van or the uh, in the van with the equipment or the or the bus or do you like put it through carry on at the airport? I couldn't imagine it getting through security. Yeah, well, the first week, you know, I started bringing the sword out on TV. I tried to take it to the airport, and they did the usual. Do you have any liquids? Do you have any laptops? You have to take out your bag. And I was like, no, no, I don't. But I do have this five foot sword. If that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't cool, so now the sword flies private, it gets its own jet, it drinks champagne, it eats lobster, and it's getting a bit of a big head, so we're going to have to have a little talk with <laughs> the sword soon, so I fly commercial, and I don't do all that stuff, and keep myself grounded, so, you know, i got to bring the sword back down to earth sooner or later. So how well, like, behind the scenes, with the sword... Can you can you use the They're sword? Heavy, are, man. You, are you? They're heavy. Well, Drew's a huge guy, but well, I, mean, I got big muscles. But yeah, but yeah, it's heavy. yeah. Okay. Um, but can you like <laughs> you know like work it like Braveheart style, or is it just for show? Oh, I can work it all right. I'm also good with the sword. <laughs> yeah. Get onto get yourself onto YouTube. Check out our most recent WrestleMania, our biggest event of the year, AT&T Stadium. Eighty thousand people were there. I had a match with a gentleman called Happy Carbon, piece of trash. I beat him, and after the match, everyone was always wondering: Is the sword, you know, effective? Is it real? Is it just a prop? And I went to the ropes and I swung that sword and I cut through the top rope and the middle rope. And a lot of people said, "Oh, but this." You know, maybe it was rigged or something. Watch that video closely. There's no time to rig it. It was a real sword, real ropes. I learned the technique of how to cut the ropes. I was worried it wasn't going to work, and I was going to embarrass myself in front of the world because if you don't hit it exactly right, it doesn't cut through. I managed to hit it right. Not only right, I managed to cut through the top rope, the second rope, and almost the third rope. And now the fans stop grabbing at the sword when I come to the ring because they know it's real. Because before that, <laughs> to the ring, and people would keep reaching for the sword. I'm like, why are you trying to touch a sword? No, oh, we didn't think it was real. So when you lose a finger, you're going to know it's real. <laughs> Drew McIntyre's with you. know what I remember? You kind of have to, it has to be real. I remember as a kid watching Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And I think he had a two-by-four, and I remember a scene, I don't know if it was a pay-per-view or like a Saturday night main event where he hit someone with the two-by-four, but it was fake. And then after that, I was thinking, my God, no one can do anything like that ever again. It's all got to be legit. Yeah, I mean, if something doesn't look good, it looks really, really, really bad. And some of the stuff from the past that didn't look so good, most of the stuff now, I can assure you, if it looks really good, it probably feels really bad. But I would rather be lying in pain than something look bad. Like those kendo sticks, those freaking hurt, those chairs. I don't, I'm not suggesting anyone does this, but if you're at Walmart or uh, you know your local yeah. stores that sell folding steel chairs, just have a feel of them. You don't have to hate each other. You still can hate each other if you want for the show, for a laugh. 
but those things freaking hurt. Like they're the worst things in the world. Sometimes you can't react to them. You just lie there with everything frozen. And you're like, oh my god, how can anybody think this is not real? It's the most painful thing in the world. Now, but Drew, I'd rather that than it look bad. Yeah, and you know, you've been wrestling since you were a teen. When you first came over to the states from the UK, how big was the culture shock for you as such a young guy? <laughs> I didn't move to Nashville where I'm at right now. I didn't move to Florida where I lived for okay. ten years. I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, like just down the road from y'all, like uh, yeah. a few hours away from Columbus. That is a bit of a culture shock from a kid from Air, Scotland, a very small town and a very small country. My country has five and a half million people. You can fit not just Scotland, but Scotland and England into Texas, like uh, not the whole, just the whole state, like one of the states a couple of times. Now I'm from a tiny, tiny country. So to come to somewhere like Louisville, Kentucky, to walk into my first restaurant, Longhorn Steakhouse, to see the animal heads on the wall, I thought, do people look at what they're actually eating? Are these real? Or are they just for show? <laughs> asked the gentleman who's like, no, no, they're real. And I went, oh, why would you look at what you're eating? I don't understand. <laughs> and they killed him with the sword. That's the <laughs> thing. No. <laughs> the Longhorn. Drew McIntyre. Brock Lesnar kills him with his bare hat. Yes. <laughs> Drew McIntyre's with the SmackDown at the shot tomorrow night, Ticketmaster.com. So I got to ask you, during COVID – uh, you guys kind of did the, uh, what was it, the uh, Thunderdome, right? Am I saying that correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. So you were the champ. You kind of, I don't want to say carried, but you were the baby face. You were the top guy. You were the fan favorite. And you had the championship belt during that almost that whole period back and forth, I think maybe once or twice. But then you're, we're out of the out of the pandemic for the most part. You're performing in front of, you mentioned at WrestleMania, 80,000. How much do you want personally to have that taste of the championship again where you could come out to 80,000 people, where you can hear the pop? Because last time you had the title, you couldn't hear the pop. Yeah, it is my number one goal right now. Um, I'm very proud of everything we were able to do during the pandemic. Every other sport and entertainment company shut down. WWE was the only escape an original content for the world, and it really helped a lot of people through. And I was the champion, the one carrying the load during that time, and a lot of people decided to go home. And I'm proud of everything we managed to achieve. 300 days as champion, zero days as champion in front of a live crowd. So I'm going to be the first three-time champion, but the first time in front of fans, as quick as I can make it happen. Nice. Right now, I've got a very big goal. There's a big show coming up in the UK, in a place called Cardiff, Wales, in a stadium, the first stadium show in the UK in 30 years. And I've had a lot um, of work put in to make that show happen. I'm going to be harassing Roman Reigns. I'm going to be harassing the bloodline. I'm going to be beating their butts. I'm going to be talking trash, do whatever I have to do. But that's the place I want the match. And at the same time, if I get it just on a weekend show and it's non-televised, I won't complain either because I just want the titles. <laughs> but that's my dream situation right there. Hey, you know, get the title match. Yeah. With, with SmackDown in town and, you know, you, there's not a single on the pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, there's not a single SmackDown superstar that's on the pay-per-view. So I'm assuming tomorrow night, you know, I know you got this thing going with Sheamus and you and the New Day. I'm assuming that they're going to make matches tomorrow night for the pay-per-view, correct? Well, we just have to check it out. In the Columbus area, you got to get yourself along live. There's nothing like WWE Live. If you know, that will have to sell you. If you don't know, just check it out one time. There's something for everybody, and you're going to be talking about it to all your friends, about how you get wrapped up in it. It's such an interactive product for the youngest kids and the oldest adult. And trust me, you just have to check out WWE. You have a fan for life. And sure enough, I'm sure there'll be shenanigans going down. I know the Usos 
and Riddle and uh, Nakamura have been going back and forth. And they've got some bad blood. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up in hell in the cell. And myself, my foot is looking for some faces. I know Seamus very well. I know he's embarrassed by what happened last week when I embarrassed himself and his buddies. So he's probably going to be coming for Drew. But all I've got for him is a size 14 knocking his teeth out of his head. And speaking of teeth getting knocked out of their head, I'll also be gunning for Roman Reigns because I'm always gunning for Roman Reigns because he's got all the freaking titles right now. <laughs> yeah. So, Drew, I got a friend who works his for Doug. foot Dug. is looking for faces, Tori. <laughs> it is. It is. Hopefully not ours. We can, right? He'd make us better looking, actually, I, I think. I love it. So, Drew, I got a buddy who works, a longtime friend who works for the WWE. You know Vic Joseph, right? Of course. I was texting him last night because he was talking about my sweet dance moves during NXT. <laughs> for my, I was dancing last week on SmackDown with not New Day, Drew Day. And he talked about it last night on the show and was saying some very nice things. But then Wade Barrett decided to say he's seen me dance in real life. And I'm terrible. And I replied to Vic during NXT. I have seen Stu dance before, like uh, Wade Barrett danced before. And he is like very broad, very long arms. He looks like one of those inflatable things outside the car dealerships when he's dancing, but on the track or something, just all over the place like an idiot. Oh, that guy's no one to talk about dancing. So, yeah. so Vic, Vic wanted me, because I've known him a long time. I've, I've known him like 15 years. He told me just, he said, ask Drew about some of our bus trips together. Uh, we've had some very good times. I don't know if I can say much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> is there certain said, yeah, said. Is there certain guys that you know that um, when you travel together, like, hey, I want to travel with this guy, and this guy might be like a farter or a slob, and I'm I'm good not traveling with him. Yeah, I mean, like um, I guess any. Um, job you work in, you know, you get along with most people and you've got your people who you're very close with. In our industry, you know, we're on the road 52 weeks right. a year. You tend, if you're on the same show with your buddies, you tend to pair off or three of you get in a car together or whatever, and it's a lot of fun. But some of your even buddies have some annoying habits or they freaking stink. Let's talk about Seamus. Speaking of stinking, when I traveled with him and we're not at odds with each other, he does enjoy a fart. He does enjoy smelling his own farts. Have you ever seen an episode of South Park? People start driving hybrids. And yes, yes, it's a great episode. Yes, I, 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 I kind of correlated when he got his Tesla. He started smelling his own farts, and I like, literally noticed it when he got it. I went, Man, South Park are always onto something. They're always ahead of the curve. Like you, you, when you get that Tesla, you start sniffing your own farts. <laughs> yeah, I think in South Park, wasn't it a Prius? <laughs> So, yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. that was a great episode. <laughs> That's a great episode. All right, so tomorrow night, do you know, uh, obviously you're you're in the thing with Seamus. You got, do you know ahead of time, are you guys fighting again in some way, shape, or form? I don't know for sure um, but myself. Like, I know, um, you know, Ronda Rousey and Raquel have, uh, you know, had their business going on with Shayna and Natalia, which has been interesting. I know the Usos, right, on Nakamura. And Roman have got their business going on right now, which is kind of why I've taken a step back. Because, you know, hey, Randy Orton was taken out, so Riddle wants revenge. Nakamura was embarrassed by Roman, he wants revenge. So I'm allowing them, you know, the floor right now with the bloodline. But I'm sure, as I said, I know Seamus, he's not going to take last week lying down. He hates getting embarrassed, sniffs his own farts, and I'm sure he's going to be chasing <laughs> Drew McIntyre. And once again, there's big old foot looking for that face. <laughs> well, Drew, well, in all honesty, though, aren't you waiting? I mean, because you know you're at a you're at a level. You're one of the top guys. Wouldn't it be smart for you to wait till around SummerSlam anyway for the box office? So, well, I mean, I guess technically from a business standpoint, absolutely. You want those big shows, those big crowds, those big uh, viewership numbers. 
Um, at the same time, I will take it when I can get it. But right now, you know, Riddle and Nakamura have more reason to go after Roman. Like they've got the personal business. Mine is more professional business. Roman got a taste at our last pay-per-view, WrestleMania Backlash, and we got in the ring together. You know, everybody stood up on their feet, and he recognized, oh, crap, this guy's coming for me. So I want to make him sweat for a little while longer. I'll strike when the time is right. Beautiful. Well, uh, Ticketmaster.com. So good, man. Yeah. So good. Drew, thanks so much. We'll do it again next time you're in town. Well, yeah, guys. Appreciate you all, and I'll see you all at SmackDown tomorrow. Uh, all right. Take care.